For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. What's up, ladies, stars, and stars? This is former WWE diva Maria Kanellis and current First Lady of Ring of Honor, and you are listening to In the Room. Wrestling Network right here live on VOCNation.com. Brady Hicks and uh, I am very excited to be here with all of you once again. We're going to have a fun, fun time tonight. I can feel it and uh, I, I just, I, I got a good feeling about tonight. I really do. Great guests, lots of great company. Of course, uh, the lovely Kathy Fitz joining us once again. What's going on, Kathy? How you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Brady. How about yourself tonight? I'm doing. I'm doing very well. I, I, I'm. I'm doing very well. Thank you. I. Uh, <laughs> it's so weird. I got this like crazy kind of studio setup now. It's uh, something unlike anything that I've really had in the past. So uh, it's insane, but it's, it's a very good thing. Uh, also joining us, former WCW star, the one and only maestro of professional wrestling, Papa Stro. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey guys, how you doing? Great to be here. Yeah. Oh man, another it's week, a, right? I will say that it is another week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> also joining us, uh, Maniac Matt Grimm once again. Matt, <laughs> what's the word? Oh, uh, there's. <laughs> Which one do you want to hear? Uh, four letter ones <laughs> or something else? <laughs> uh. <laughs> I got all kinds of stuff floating around in my head. And uh, Ray Bogus is here, too. Uh, how you doing, Ray? 
So, Brady, you said that you can feel the good show and uh, the good company and, and everything that's to come. What else? Yeah, what else can you feel? And <laughs> what else can you feel and where can you feel it? I don't think we can say that. <laughs> I'm getting all kind of feels tonight. Uh, 914-338-1885. Uh, but this is no. a PG show, so I'm only playing. Uh, 914-338-1885 is the number to call in tonight. Uh, we're going to have some fun. Like I said, we're going to take some calls. We're going to talk some wrestling. Uh, probably a bunch of other nonsense. And uh, we have a fun guest tonight, too. I, I, I am excited about this, Kathy. Uh, she is the, uh, the the conduit of karma, if you can believe that. The, the conduit of karma. And she's just coming up on a, her one year in wrestling, and she's going to be part of the Women's Super 8 Tournament, July 31st, in Paulsbury, New Jersey. Her name is Kaya McKenna. I'm excited Hi. to talk to Kaya. I, I the uh, I gotta tell you, and I don't want to come off as pervy, Matt. Uh, you know me; I, I, that's the farthest thing from how I want to come off. Uh, exactly. I, but I gotta say, doing the research for these women's tournaments is by far one of my favorite parts of the job. I bet it is. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> women, baby, the women. You you know it's yeah, I can't believe you don't just turn that over to Kelly. <laughs> Turn that research over to her. That's, Honey, I need the, you to look um, up these women for me. The, the door is closed for a reason, right? This is a closed uh, research session. Uh, I'm only playing, of course. Uh. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know and, and I say this is no offense to our guest, because this isn't really her, but you know it's bad sometimes when you go to look up a guest and the only thing that comes up under their name is their Instagram account. That's how you know that that's not that's not her. That's not Kaya McKenna. I'm just saying that's always a fun time when you know that uh that's all you're gonna find about the person. <laughs> so Hey the Instagram sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. and I got a bunch of topics kinda of floating around in my head tonight. Uh, I know Matt, you kinda of texted me a couple earlier. Um, one that jumped out at me, and it's kind of like, I don't know, it's like one of those leading the question ones, but to me, it's totally cool to lead the question if it seems pretty obvious. Uh, so I'll ask the question, and I'm curious what everybody thinks. Is uh, is Britt Baker the best women's act going on in wrestling today? And i got to say she's up there if she's not number one. She She definitely is near the top. I'm curious what everybody else thinks, but uh, Matt, obviously you thought enough of it because that was one of the topics that you proposed. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm guilty. I mean, I I think she's at least in America, she's the best guilty. women's act going on right now. I mean, did I spend an hour last night researching Britt Baker on Instagram? Guilty. I'm guilty of Are that. You sure. Uh, like, you, that's who is guilty of that? <laughs> Oh, right. It'd be hard to argue against it. I mean, I think of all the brands, uh, she's like the hottest topic right now, women's wrestling. I think so. I think, And, she, and it's because she's not hokey, you know? She's just like, she's just, what she's doing is just good, you know? And she doesn't even have to be the best technical wrestler. I just think it's, uh, it's just a really good kind of act. And, and Ray, I'll say this too, you know, um, I got to think dating Adam Cole 
has got to be good for something. And obviously, he's loving <laughs> that. <laughs> oh. Oh. I love the. I didn't mean it like that. Subtle. That isn't how I, I meant love it. The, no, I love it. I love the subtle implication that the only yeah. reason to date Adam Cole is to advance your career, which ironically is how I'm going to advance no, my no, career. No, 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 no. Or at least no, no. That isn't what I was saying. I was saying that he's rubbing off on her. Yeah, I'm saying that he's rubbing off on her. No, I'm but, just saying. Hey, like, she's <laughs> learning a lot. Yeah, of hold on. Hey, hey. Hey. Oh, man. Uh, uh, oh, come on. <laughs> Okay, Brady here. Let me let me help you rescue this segment from the Thank from you. the hellscape that it is about to descend into. I I think you're right, and I think that part of why she is a stroke put really one of the hotter topics in wrestling as a whole. You know, we've talked about this a little bit with Carmella before, where like some people can just command a room. They just they just have the charisma to do so. And she has that. The upshot to her is that, unlike Carmella, who, you know, God bless her heart, is just not very good at having matches, um, Britt Baker can put on a perfectly fine match. You know, is she, sure. is she Sasha Banks? No. But she doesn't, you're, I mean, you're right. She doesn't have to be because she has a gravitas about her that commands attention. And that's something that, you know, there's a lot of talent in the women's divisions now. I mean, I would say that they are arguably more talented than they've ever been. But the ability to just command a room, command a ring, and the attention of the audience is something that a lot of them haven't had. And that's not a knock against them. That's just something they haven't had. And so... You know, it, you notice it even more when Britt Baker comes along and, oh, lo and behold, she demands my attention. Oh, sure. really? You I know, killed I, the show. I, I would also put Thunder Rosa right up there, too, man. I mean, she's been going strong uh, for a while recently. I mean, just wherever she goes. So, I mean, I mean, they're like neck and neck, actually, with uh, Dr. Baker and uh, Rosa, I mean, in my, in my opinion. I, I think so. I, I, and, and I'll say this. Um, Triple H made a comment, Matt, a couple of weeks ago. And there was a long time where I thought what he said was probably absolutely true. But the timing on it really couldn't have been worse. Triple H said that all the best women wrestlers in the world were either with WWE or that was their number one goal. And that clearly that balance has shifted. Because I don't think that you've got, I mean, just looking just kind of outside the WWE bubble, obviously you have Britt Baker, you have, uh, you have uh, Serena Deep, you know, you have Thunder Rosa, you, you have yep. all these just very talented, uh, Camille on NWA, like there's just so much talent there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and maybe some of them want to go to WWE. Uh, but that doesn't mean that that's the de facto goal anymore. I, you heard Adina Steele said it last week on the show. You know, when we were talking about the women's Super 8, she said, like, you know, her goal isn't necessarily WWE or bust. And I think that's very indicative of where a lot of people's heads are at today. It isn't necessarily WWE or bust. There's a, there's a lot of options out there now moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's honestly, that's that's one of the best things that wrestling has going for right now is that, 
I mean, even like the Japanese promotions, it's easier to watch the Japanese promotions if you live in America now than it was five years ago. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just there's, there's more of a market. There's more places that people can go. Not everybody needs to hang their hat on making a living for themselves by going to WWE. And mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at the number of, of wrestlers employed in WWE who are underutilized or, or not getting any time, I, like I, this is better for everybody to have multiple viable employment options. Oh, of course, it definitely is. It definitely is, and you know, it's, it's funny that we it's funny that we talk okay. about this now. It's funny that we talk about this now, given what <laughs> oh, I'm no. going to bring. Yeah. Well, given what I'm going to bring up a little bit later in the show, um, it, it's funny that we we talk about this and then frame it this way. It's I mean, you guys are right. It's so much healthier for the wrestling world to <laughs> not necessarily be everyone WWE or bust. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. that, that that doesn't mean you want it to go too far the other way, because the reality is that having that sort of you know zenith promotion and that place where there truly are bigger, brighter lights that matters and that's important because that that does for better or worse drive the rest of the wrestling economy and it does help give you sort of a crown jewel, you know, in your in your career. You know, I mean, I mean. For all his accomplishments, outside of it, I mean, would would Stroh's career nearly be the same had he not been in WCW? And it's, you know, that's... Would have been different. Who knows? I, <laughs> at least... <laughs> at least <laughs> I mean, yeah. He would have ended up in WWE at least, if he didn't. Uh, <laughs> at least, I mean, I mean, I mean sweeping the floors of the uh, Titan Tower. <laughs> Smoky Mountain would build uh, this. Is, if you were there, I still yeah, want. Yeah, I right. still want. Ha- I still want hashtag Stro at WrestleMania, but that's that's beside the point. The point is, is that you sort of wonder if you sort of wonder if that's a feasible goal for Triple H anymore, because realistically, WWE. If you are a, if you're a performer who's my age, if you're if you're in your early to mid thirties. And you're kind of hitting hitting what should be what should be your prime years. You've you've watched WWE get two cracks at a women's division, and the first time you saw it through, you saw Mickey James end up pulling out a nice career, mm-hmm. and you saw them squander Gail Kim, and you saw them just royally squander Katie Lee, and. Then they went back to the drawing board, and they had the women's revolution. And if your name – God, I don't want to sound like I'm trivializing their accomplishments, so I really hope one of you piggybacks off this. If your name isn't – if your name isn't – Go for it, Charlotte, Go for it brother. But That's I don't want to do that. I don't want yeah, yeah, to kill it. it. I'm yeah, trying – I'm throw people love you, and I am trying to be good like you, instead of being evil like me. Ah, just be you, brother. Just be you, right? Just Just be evil. evil, He's saying. Just, just be evil. He's saying. Anyway, well, I I mean, I'm gonna try, but like, I genuinely don't want to sound like I'm putting down the other women's accomplishments here because I'm not. Because there's some women wrestlers who I genuinely love watching perform um, in this list I'm about to give. 
if your name isn't Becky Lynch or Charlotte, what really did you get out of the women's revolution? Sasha? I mean, I mean, if you look at if you look at Sasha's matches, though, I mean, what is she? She's a, I mean, she's at best, she's at best second fiddle. So I, I don't know. I, 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 think I, wonder, like I wonder if it's even like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, That'd be amazing. I just wonder if it's even feasible for Triple H to reach that goal anymore, given that you know. I said, if you're if you're a performer who's you know hitting their hitting their best years, you're looking at WWE saying, you know, you had two shots at this, one of which you actively attempted to succeed, and you still really didn't do much with it. I mean, they've they've had a few shots over the years, you know. If you think about it, like you know, you're talking about that Mickey James era, and then like you know, a bunch of them kind of left, like Gail Kim, they released Gail, and they brought in all the models, if you remember. And that gave way to Natalia and AJ Lee and, like, a bunch of other women that, like, were really good, you know? And you don't even have to be the best technically like that. Like, AJ Lee wasn't, like, an amazing wrestler, but she was just so good and such a natural at what she did that, like, the fans naturally gravitated toward her. And for a few years there, there were no women that the fans could kind of naturally gravitate to. And I think that really is, like, the biggest issue. Like, uh, uh, the Bella Twins didn't really get a personality until Total Bellas, and there would still be some that say that they're pretty vapid still. I, I, I think they're a lot better than they used to be. Uh, I, Matt, well, I remember I we that's... have a mutual friend. Matt, do you remember we have a mutual friend that went to high school with the Bellas, and you remember when you said yes, about Yes, we do. Yeah, I do. I don't. Yeah. I, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll leave it to you if you want to repeat it or not. But I, it's, that's okay. Um, it's not entirely flattering. Let's say that. <laughs> well, well, Brady. I guess two things real quick before we kick it to someone else to talk. Um, two things. Number one, I I've never met the Bellas personally, but um, I got to tell you, I'm not going to pressure either. I'm not going to pressure either of you guys. Yeah, I'm not going Sorry. to pressure either of you guys to to tell the story. Um, but what I yeah. will say is that if you said draw a picture to represent the Bella Twins and you just drew a hot air balloon, I would not question that for a second. Number two, well, you'd have to draw two, you'd have to draw two hot air balloons. No, I don't think you do. So there's, so there's you'd two have to of draw them. Four. You wouldn't draw one. I don't think you do. There's two of them. I don't think you – no, because there, there's not a lot. Anyway, uh, number yeah. two, I think it – you could have really like went a different way than what I was – than what I was going – I mean, yeah. They, they had A.J. Lee, and she was – and she was – no, it's not a reason to apologize. There's just different ways of it. thinking about the topic. They're just different ways of yeah. thinking about the topic. Um, and I'm always good at presenting a different way to think about it. God, you are on one today. The, you're right. You know, you know, you ended up. The models gave way to Natalia and AJ Lee, and yes, they're they're good. Maybe not necessarily the most technically sound or the best on the microphone in Natalia's case, but they're were definitely good, interesting wrestlers that people can or could care about. What I was saying is, 
show me the AJ show me the AJ Lee CD. Show you what? The AJ Lee like, what? Show me the AJ Lee what? DVD. What? I think we would have had one if she didn't leave with CM Punk. But what would have been on it? Uh <laughs> <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Well, she was now? involved in some of the top stuff from like 2012, 2011, 2012. That was like all her. I mean, not matches. You're right. Like, I mean, she was in okay matches. I mean, I would imagine she had like that match with Caitlyn on Raw that I, I thought was pretty well received for what it was. Uh, you know, she had the stuff with Nikki Bella. Uh, she. I'm trying to think. Like, she definitely had stuff. I, I'd have to. Uh, see, I mean, I guess what I say. What I say that. When I say, you know, that WWE had two shots at this at this apple and they whiffed on both of them, what I mean is like, you know, you know, like I said, show me the AJ Lee DVD. Mm-hmm. Show me the show me the Sasha Banks DVD. Because like a DVD of a bunch of losses is not. I don't. I'm not. I mean, you can at least pick out a couple of wins for for you know Shawn Michaels. If I'm being fair. You know, there's, it, I, I'm sorry, if I'm being fair, they haven't had a goddamn DVD since 2014 because of the network. So like Sasha Banks, she's had documentaries on there. She's had profiles on there. They've done best of Sasha Banks collections. That would have been a DVD. Sasha Banks would have a DVD by now if they were making DVDs. We're not in the DVD business, brother. We're in the entertainment business. <laughs> As the guy from WrestleTalk in the UK yeah. say, damn it! <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Rat. I interrupted you. Damn DVD. Well, I mean, Brady, when I when I say show, show me, me the DVD, it's an it's an analogy. Like, show me show me the body of work that you're going to highlight this wrestler and say, look what we did with this talent. What's that? If your argument is that Sasha Banks doesn't have a body of work that would get a DVD, I, I think you're wrong. I do. And I'll bet you I'm a not, man that called in would agree with me. God, you are, you are narrowing this so far. <laughs> you are, you're, 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 you're just you're choosing to be impossible right now. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Matt? Does Sasha Banks have enough for a DVD? I think she does. That doesn't even I, think her, I think her NXT run alone is enough to, for a DVD. Never mind, yeah, that, they, you know, what came might, after that. They might even want to limit it just to that, you know? Okay, they they might want to just limit it to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ray. Those Hell in Cell matches with uh, Charlotte Flair, though, was pretty brutal. Yes. I mean, you guys no, are right. on to this. The point, the point <laughs> was, <laughs> Nimrods, the point was, you know, they more often than not, do they produce that career? Or do they, do they produce a career that you would really struggle to make a program with? 
I I think we're going to have to revisit this. I do, and, and I'm curious what everyone else thinks as well. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Because I, I I think if you're talking about Sasha, Beth, I I don't know, Ray. I feel like you're targeting the wrong person. There's women on that roster that you could say that about. But Sasha, you are God, Brady. Stop, I kind of think stop, she, she's stop, been stop. the workhorse of the stop. company. Stop. Okay. Brady. <laughs> Am I taking crazy pills here? Is it just me? Yes. <laughs> I'm an Brady. with me. I can't tell. A little of both. We're with you. Brady. We're with you. With. With. We're with you. Okay. All right. Brady. Oh, yeah. My point was, more often than not, <laughs> as a whole, not not just such as a as a whole, more often than not, they have grossly whiffed on their female performers. And That's that fair. is certainly part of the reason that I think that Triple H's goal is no longer feasible. You are the yeah. one that just latched on to Sasha Banks, who I think is going to be perfectly fine if not God. You're, you're like a you're okay. like a student. Okay. I think hey, Ray, you still had that sound effect. You still, you still had that Sasha Banks sound effect you had. Yeah, I do. Well, well, yeah, we'll do <laughs> yeah. that later on That's in the show. Listen, I definitely want to talk about Sasha Banks tonight, and we'll talk about the women that uh, Ray is attacking right now in WWE. Uh, I'm, I'm only playing, of course. But right now we have a very special guest, and I don't want to keep her waiting. Uh, part of the Women's Super 8 Tournament, July 31st in Paulsboro, New Jersey, we have uh, Kaya McKenna joining us right now. What are you? You're going by the uh, the, the conduit of karma. What what's going on, Kaya? How you doing tonight? I'm actually doing pretty great. I can't complain. Today was a good day. It was not super busy at my job. I got okay. a little bit of sewing. I got to work out. I'm pretty happy. No complaints. Okay. A little bit of sewing right. makes it a good day, and and working out. I was going to ask what makes a good day for Kaya McKenna. Just like not having stress from going to one thing to be. To I can hear that. Being able. To fluidly go through my day and, like, not have anything <laughs> cramp my <laughs> Well, your time of things going fluidly uh, without a hitch are about to end right now, Kaya, because I'm, I'm interviewing oh, you. God, I'm only... so good today, too. <laughs> you have to ruin it, don't you? I do, I do. No, I mean, this is a very exciting thing. Obviously, we have this huge tournament coming up in Paulsboro, New Jersey, the end of the month. Uh, you're around one-year wrestling now. What does it mean to you to be part of something like this? Actually, I think it's the coolest. I'm a huge nerd, a huge wrestling enthusiast in my own right. Mm -hmm. I've been watching great since I was a teenager when I first got into independent wrestling. I think it's an amazing legacy tournament, and to be asked to be a part of it is just such an honor because if you look at the people who have participated in the past, they have all gone on to do great things. It's truly a marker for success in our industry, and it's just I could not be more amped. I mean, I, like, you look like Adam Cole was in the Super 8, Tommaso Ciampa, Daniel Bryan. I mean, like, the list goes on and on, right? Yeah, so, yeah. It's great. And even, like, from a standpoint, like Tessa Blanchard, you know, Deanna Perrazzo, like, girls are just absolutely crushing it right now. So it's, it's an absolute honor, and I'm so excited. <laughs> 
Well, that that that's pretty cool that you that you kind of know the history and the significance of it and everything. I mean, for you as a wrestler, kind of getting into the business, this is something that like maybe was a goal of yours. Oh, a hundred percent. I have always okay. wanted to do the Super Eight. It's always been on my list. Okay. I, I think that that type of stuff is really really cool, and maybe it's from like what I grew up watching when I was you know, first really starting to get seriously involved in watching wrestling. Because, like, we obviously all watch wrestling as kids, but then when you become a teenager, you start taking more of a keen interest in wrestling and starting to diverge and find specific subsets of wrestling that you prefer to others. And I just, I really like independent wrestling. This is such a huge part of independent wrestling, and I've always wanted to be in this tournament. So I'm so happy (laughs) I get to do it this year. Well, I know you've done other stuff in and around the wrestling business. I mean, you mentioned, so I know you've managed as well over the years. Like, I, What was it that kind of drove you to want to actually be the one getting in the ring and uh, doing the beating up as opposed to just kind of watching it from afar? Okay, so before I even went to wrestling school, I did do work as a valet and a manager. Mm-hmm, I would mm-hmm. just go around and pop out and do ring through everywhere I could. And I spent a whole year doing that because I had to wait a year to go to school. I mean, you have to sign up in advance. So I had a full year, and instead of just sitting on my ass, like, waiting and doing nothing, I tried to be as prepared as possible, not only, like, mentally and physically, but also familiarizing myself with how the business works on the other side of the barricade. And that was just such a good experience in its own right, and it also kind of let me see how things work so I could really decide if it was truly something that I wanted to be involved in at at this level, which it was, and I'm so glad I did. But, yeah, like, I, I learned so much just from, like, how to set up rings, putting chairs down, like pulling tickets at the door. I've literally done it all at this point when it comes to that type of stuff. So, how important it, it do you think? Just, it's a good experience. Okay, that's cool. Like, how important do you think it was that you got to like kind of learn all the ins and outs of the business before you really kind of jumped in like that? I mean, obviously, it makes you more re- well-rounded than a lot of people. It it gives you an appreciation for this business and opportunity that people that have not done that simply mm-hmm. do not have. Um, it makes opportunities like the Super 8 mean so much more. I mean, it's one thing if somebody hands it to you because they think you're great, like, oh, here, be in this tournament because you're great, whatever, versus someone who's seen the business from the ground up, has seen the work that goes in from all standpoints, whether it be from a promoter's standpoint, a commentator's standpoint, a valet standpoint, the fan's standpoint. Like, all of these things are equally important, and it's so important to be familiar with all of them. Yeah, yeah. And and you have that familiarity, you just have a whole different respect for this business than someone who has not had those experiences. Oh, that's and that's cool. just my that's personal cool. opinion. That's not saying people who haven't done that don't love well, wrestling. Well, sure, sure. <laughs> there are plenty of people that, that love wrestling that are involved in this business and have not maybe had the experiences I had, but I am so grateful for those experiences, for like, being out in Iowa and putting a ring up in three feet of snow and ice. And, like, you know, all of us just standing there like, damn, we really love wrestling. Because if we didn't love wrestling, we sure as hell wouldn't be doing this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but that's Absolutely. so good. And it builds character and it builds grit because sure. anything worth having is not easy. And any yeah. any form of success or greatness does not come easily. Okay. It does not go simple. I would, and I think you nailed it right. Put the nail, uh, hit the nail right on the head, as they say. Like it's a, it's a respect thing. It teaches you uh, about the business and everything about it. Um, you mentioned going to Iowa. I, was, I know you've traveled a little bit for wrestling. What's the, uh, what's the coolest place that you've wrestled so far? Oh man, you know, honestly, um, there were two that I personally really enjoyed. I think the first one was when I did Fight Forever in January. You see mm-hmm. the new twenty-four hour show. 
because mm-hmm. it was such a unique situation. <laughs> yeah. 24 hours of wrestling. Crazy, right? Like, yeah. small venues, small, like, court you're trying to pull off this crazy beat. I had a match there. It was fantastic. It was just so fun. That's like, cool. you know, it's kind of sucks we didn't have fans there, but it was just really cool to be in an experience where everybody was there because they love wrestling and they wanted to do something special for wrestling. So that was really, really cool and really, really fun. And then I would say the other place that I thought was really, really cool was actually when I got to wrestle at White Eagle recently for WWR Plus. Yeah. Which is like a women's wrestling promotion that has resurged out of beyond. It's amazing. The talent's awesome there. But just yeah. to be in White Eagle is so cool because beyond is such a cornerstone of indie wrestling. And it's one of those things you watch when you're in wrestling school and you watch from the indies and you're like, oh, that's so cool. And I just remember like walking into White Eagle that day and like, helping set the ring up and being like, man, this is so cool because you see it on IWTV. And, like, mm-hmm. but, but to be there to be a part of it was just amazing. And the fans there were so welcoming and just enjoyed everything we had to give them. And you couldn't ask for more than that. It's just people who enjoy wrestling at its core. That's pretty cool. And you talk about the fans being there. I mean, I'd imagine the first couple months wrestling must have been pretty brutal. Sorry. Bless you. <laughs> Because you, there weren't a lot of fans, so obviously there weren't a lot of shows for independent wrestlers. I mean, how do you kind of uh, not lose your excitement for it when you're not able to go like that, when you're just starting out? Well, so when I graduated wrestling school in March of 2020, yeah. I um, was with a very unique situation, and that situation was that there just simply was not wrestling. Yeah. But, you know, just because you can't physically get into a ring or be on a show doesn't mean you mm-hmm. can't be improving yourself as a performer. You can't, you know, you can work on your, your gimmick. You can work on your look. You can work on your body. You can do the gym. You can do CrossFit. Like, you can control your diet. You can work on your promo. You can you can design merch. Like, there's so many aspects to what makes you successful in wrestling that to pigeonhole it into being able to work shows is just, like, silly and ludicrous to me. Oh, so it's, Okay. Uh-oh. Did we lose you? Can which it? enabled me to meet people and make connections. So despite there being a pandemic, I still had I still had some opportunity. So it's just, it all came together kind of perfect, but it just, I don't know, it was really kind of strategic about it, and I, I looked at it more like chess. And, like, how can I make the best possible outcome for myself despite the circumstances I'm given? Okay. Talk, talk about rolling with it. Uh, so uh, I, I, we asked Adina Steele last week. One of the fans wants to know, uh, what do you think about uh, intergender wrestling? I know you've done uh, some shows with intergender wrestling. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I am a five foot nine, 165-pound witchy goddess. So I will definitely get in there and mix it up with any of these boys on the Indies that think they can take me down. Because yeah. I am definitely yeah. going to All right. Um, That's awesome. I wouldn't really cool. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's, there's definitely a spot for it, just like yeah. anything else in wrestling. Like you have tag wrestling, you have women's wrestling, you have um, you have gimmick matches, right, like ladder matches, tables matches, and, and you have intergender wrestling. It's just another type of match gimmick, and there's no reason why we can't explore that. I also understand that it's not everybody's cup of tea, and I don't judge people who don't want to play. Like, that's not true. Like, cool. It's totally fine, you know, because there are enough of us that want to do it that can make it special for ourselves. Okay, very cool. Uh, 
so I, I wanted to talk a little bit about creativity because uh, something you had yesterday, I, well, I saw it yesterday. I'm sure you did it before that. Uh, there was the poster with the women's Super 8, and uh, you're on the side there, and you've got your, your crown, and it's sparkling, Strow. It, it's got the, the little glitter coming on. It's, it's animated. Nobody else is animated. Uh, Kaya McKenna is animated. Uh, this creativity, I, I mean, where, where does this kind of stuff come from? I mean, even like the conduit of karma, like that's just like so different than what you hear or what you see. Where, where does this come from? It comes from a strong drive to just be something different and be mm-hmm. myself. Like in a world where you can literally be whatever you want, you have free will, why are you going to be like everybody else who's out there? Why are you going to do something that's been done a thousand times? Why are you not going to make the effort to do something special? So I just, wrestling is special to me. And as much as I like physically mixing it up in the ring, I'm also a huge fan of stories and getting people invested in my character. And I want them to wonder what the conduit of karma is up to. Like, what's her motives? Why does she do what she does in the ring? Like, how is she going to handle this opponent? Like, will her magic come into play? Like, I want people to have that investment in my character that goes beyond what I can physically do in the ring. And and that's just cool because to me, like, growing up, like, some of the best wrestlers were, like, the larger-than-life characters, right? Like, yeah. sure, we all love Stone Cold Steve Austin. Was it, was it that Stone Cold Steve Austin had the most innovative, creative moveset? No, not yeah. necessarily, but, like, he was a true entertainer, and he was able to get people to invest in him as a wrestler and as a character, and I just always thought that was so cool. Another person who does that really, really well, I think, is Sue Young. I love I, and I just, in, in the origin story and, like, how she's able to travel between these realms. And I just think that that's so awesome and wild. And I wish more people, like, put that thought into their characters. <laughs> I just want to be in that group. Like, I want to be somebody that kind of gets that investment from people and tells stories in the ring. Uh, you're obviously, like, a question ahead of me here because I was going to ask you about some of your influences <laughs> in wrestling, uh, Kaya. But uh, since you kind of mentioned Stone Cold and Sue Young, anybody else that kind of, like, helped to shape who you became? Who you, who you are um, becoming? Yes, there's there's a handful. It's so hard to nail it down. Um, and I all I like many people for many different reasons, and they influence me for many mm-hmm. different reasons. As far as, like, presentation, I always have felt very inspired by China because she just was, like, this seventh wonder of the world, right? Like, she was tall, and she was strong, and she was beautiful and feminine, and, and she just transcended beauty, and I just thought she was incredible. So I, I love her presence. I want to have that presence. I want to walk out there and people to be like, oh, what's Kaya? What's this? Oh, this is something. Okay, let me uh, put my phone down and watch for a second here. Yeah, know? yeah. So I just love that presence that she could command. I love I love the great Muda. I think he's incredible. Um, yes. No, a champion, by the way. But love the great Muda. Um, love that he has this otherworldly, like, mythical, magical, like, essence to him that people have never yeah. quite been able to figure out. I love that. I love that people have all these theories and ideas about Muda and whatnot. <laughs> so I really like great Muda. As far as, like, for, like actually, like, influencing my in-ring style, I'm a huge technical wrestling fan. I love Dean Malenko. I love, like, early um, Brian Danielson and Nigel McInnes. I, I love Johnny Saint, um, World of Sports. Okay. I, this okay. is the thing I watch because it's such innovative offense. It's, it's ways to, that your opponent doesn't see you coming, you know? It's, yeah. It's something that's different. 
You know, it's not not everybody's doing it. You can always learn something from watching those guys and, and make it your own per se. So as kind of a, my okay, cool. Like as as like kind of being a student of the game, as it sounds like you are. Do you find that people underestimate you sometimes in the ring? All the time. Okay. All the time because they see me come out and I have my pretty little crown, and I have my pretty <laughs> little robe, and I got my pretty little smile, and I'm like, oh, I'm a happy little good witch, yay! Let's yeah, no, you're, you're fooling them. Yeah. <laughs> and then I totally kick their ass, and they okay. didn't see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. And I am here to do a little bit of a, we'll just call it since it's, tech, it's technical wrestling, we'll call it pure magic, right? Yeah. So that's what I bring. To, is I bring my okay. pure magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, people definitely underestimate it all the time. But I would rather it be that I would rather all of my opponents not find me threatening because then they don't bother to prepare for me. If yeah. someone's a threat, you're researching, you're watching tape, you're trying to see why they do what they do, what with how they tick, like how how they set people up, how they pull out pins. You're studying. But if you don't, if you write someone off because you you think they're just like oh she's just a gimmick she's just right right like, whatever. <laughs> But that's easier. That makes my job easier because it's like, well, I'm still preparing for you, whether you're preparing for me or not. So yeah. I'm all about it. Please think I'm dumb and I don't know what I'm doing because that's well, a there you go. There you go. And, and and heading into a super eight tournament like this, I mean, where I think the playing field is so even because a lot of the women are kind of on about the same level, different kind of years of experience with them. But um, just to think that like maybe you could kind of come in as an underdog and catch some people off guard. I mean, we're talking about uh, vicious Vicky, Erica Lee, Tina San Antonio, Adina Steele, Damaris Dawkins. Ashley Ambois, Ashley D. Ambois, I'm sorry, uh, Gabby Ortiz, and of course yourself, Kaya McKenna. Uh, is there anybody on that list that you think, like, man, like, I would really like to get in there with them? Oh, the Maris, hands down. She's okay. such an amazing wrestler and, like, such a good skill set in the ring and, like, can just, such a fusion of styles, like, I just, I feel like she's also somebody who's a little bit like an underdog like me that could really surprise yeah. a lot of people in the tournament. Yeah. I would love to have I remember um, when she was the uh, ECWA Women's Champion. I think a lot of yeah, people underestimated her back then. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. Super formidable, and I have yeah. a lot of respect for her as a fellow competitor. Um, it's a stacked playing field, but yeah. Okay. I interrupted you. You were going to say somebody else, too. I'm sorry about that. Oh, man. Like, to your point, like, everybody's pretty balanced. I would say Erica Lee is a very formidable threat. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. She's not tiny. She's like me. She's tall. She's strong. You know, she's got a very diverse moveset that people suplex murders people daily on Twitter. I see gifts of her just <laughs> destroying people with it. <laughs> like, she's on a roll. She holds some titles. Like, man, that's a lot of momentum to bring into a tournament this big. So that's definitely somebody who's a huge threat to me as well. Uh, who, who was that? That's you dropped okay. out. Because you know what? You can you you can you can not maybe not be the most experienced person. You might not be the most diverse person, the most technical person, the strongest person, the flippiest person. The list goes on and on for days. Mm-hmm. But what you can do is you can outwork every other person in that tournament leading up to it. You can prove to everybody why you're going to pull it off and why you deserve the win when you get it. Oh sure, there's I mean no substitute for hard work. There have <laughs> and been. I have been Busting my little witchy ass, ready for this. <laughs> yeah. I've been training in the heat. I've been doing it sounds like, like it. Yeah. I've been training in the ring in the heat, doing seminars, like everything I can do. Watching tons of tape, trying to figure out the game 
plans for different possible opponents and scenarios, like having plans all the way to the finish because I'm not limiting myself. Like I see myself in that final, and when I get there, I want to be ready for it. But, you know, I've also done a lot of stuff like taking very relaxing baths and, like, a lot of full moon meditation and a lot of manifestation with crystals. I've been eating a lot of really good meals and indulging okay. the body and okay. soul. Because as much as it's important to be physically prepared, you have to be mentally prepared for these people as well. Absolutely. And it, it sounds like a lot, a very well-rounded kind of regiment there, training, kind. Um You know, you talk about, for example, training in the heat. Uh, I'm thinking if this place is air conditioned, you'll be much better off then because you, you're used to working in very kind of hot, stuffy environments. So I, I, I think 100%. it's a, I just yeah, and, and the meditation. I just kind of month out at Black and Brave training, getting ready okay. for this tournament. It was an average of 98 degrees inside of our building. Wow. Every day I was out. Oh my god. And, and you know, it's so worth it though because like you just once you adjust, like you're unstoppable. Like okay, that's not a fact anymore. It's just removing anything could be a disadvantage, right? Oh, it's hot. Who cares? I'll be fine. Not a problem. I'm ready. Right. Well, obviously you have big plans for yourself. Uh, One of the listeners actually wants to know uh, where you kind of see yourself in five years. What kind of stuff do you see yourself doing? I see myself as queen of the castle on top of this witchy wrestling. (laughs) Yeah. I see myself everywhere. I love it. I don't even think it's going to take five years. Because I have been a very strategic little witch, okay. and I know exactly where I need to be and where I need to go. Well, you definitely sound driven, and it sounds like uh, you are definitely going to be in good shape come July 31st in uh, Paulsboro, New Jersey, for the Women's Super Eat Tournament. Again, uh, Vicious Vicky, Erica Lee, Tina San Antonio, Adina Steele, Damaris Dawkins, Ashley D'Ambois, Gabby Ortiz, and Kaya McKenna. Uh, Kaya, thank you so much for the time tonight. If people want to follow you, keep up with you on social media, what's that like? Okay, I have Twitter and Instagram. Okay. The handle is at Kaya MCK, so K-A-I-A-M-C-K. I do not have a Facebook. I do have a Facebook page under Kaya McKenna, but I don't have a personal Facebook page for wrestling. Okay. Facebook's a hot I don't, I don't play with Facebook. <laughs> but I do have Twitter and Instagram, so you can follow me there. And I put all of my content up for my matches and where I'm going to be and, 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 you know, training and, and all that good stuff, too. And, and, you know, living my best life, I guess, doing all my witchy stuff, hanging out with my pug, all the other things that are important in life, too. Now, you, you mentioned witchy stuff. You just, I got to, because that's like the fourth or fifth time you said it. What is witchy stuff? Oh, it's all sorts of things. You okay, can't, like, pigeonhole okay. it into one thing. <laughs> okay, um, all right. Family, my, my, family are, my family are witches. Um, okay. So the gimmick does come from truth. It's okay. It's with me that I have magnified a little bit. So, so you're Wiccan. Okay. Very but cool. Maybe not necessarily Wiccan. Um, the magic that my family practices is that further than Wiccan and pagan practices. Okay, okay. Practices. <laughs> so we are, like, we're pay witches. Um, we go back to Ireland, many generations. We've always okay. been practicing. My aunt kind of oversees okay. and guides us. And it's, it's really just a very nice spiritual thing. We derive a lot of power from the moon. We um, praise and pay a lot of power to Hecate, the maiden mother and crone. Okay. So it's, it's just things like following the lunar cycles, like deriving energy from it, kind of guiding your life in that sense, knowing when to focus energies on certain both 
and how mm-hmm. to direct that in the universe. I gotcha. Okay, so you're pretty yeah. in tune with nature, and that that and that that's got to be an advantage as well. I listen, Kai. I want to wish you nothing but the best, and uh, I look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks for the Women's Super Eight Tournament there in Paulsbury, New Jersey. Uh, before we go, I have a favor to ask. We didn't lose you, did we? Did you drop out? Uh oh. Maybe. Am I here? Uh, you're you're here now. Okay, cool. You're you're here now. Yeah, okay, cool. it, it keeps coming in and out. I don't know why. I, I upgraded the internet and now it sucks all the time. <laughs> uh, I got to be better in touch with nature, I guess. Um, but uh, no, I was like, I was, <laughs> I was going to ask you. Um, so uh, what we've been asking the competitors to do uh, is, if it would be all right, I'd like you to record what we call a bumper to play on the beginning of the show. You would say who you are, and you'd tell people that they're listening to in the room, and then okay. when you're big and famous in a couple months. I'll be able to act like we were best friends the entire time. Does that sound okay? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good to Sweet. me. Sweet. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, yeah. So something like this kind of thing that you're listening to in the room and my little personal flair. Yes, exactly. And you're the master at it, so I won't tell you how to do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whenever you're ready. What's up, guys? This is Kaya McKenna, and you're listening to the Magical and Mystical In The Room Show. Love it. Thank you yeah. so much, Kaya. Thank you, Kaya. Thank you. It was great. You, you, you're, uh, awesome. you have a personality for this for sure. I, I think you're going to go really far. So best of luck with everything. Just being myself. That's yeah. the easiest personality for anybody to have is to just that's, be themselves. Right? That's Never a stop. Never stop. Trying. Never yeah. stop. And that's Maestro telling you that, by the way, from WCW. So. Of course. Yeah. Yes. How are you, Maestro? <laughs> hey, it's a pleasure, Kaya. It's a pleasure. I got a I got a very good piece of advice when I was in wrestling school and it was don't um from my coach it was don't play the witch, be the witch. So I There you go. Be the witch. Yeah. What what a perfect way to end it. Uh, Kaya, best of luck and I'll see you on the thirty first. It'll be really exciting. Take care, Kaya. Absolutely. Take care guys. Thank you so much. You too. And uh, you guys of course can check out Kaya McKenna and the other women of the ECWA Super Eight tournament. Uh, just go to ecwawrestling.com for tickets and information. Don't forget, it also streams live on IWTV. I believe it's at 2 p.m. bell time, Eastern time, so be sure to check it out. Uh, what we're going to do right now, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and on the other side, we're going to open up the phone lines. All the all the weirdos are here, Kathy, so it'll be good. Uh, 914- I'm only playing. Uh, that's bad karma. 914-348-1885. I love them all. Uh, <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can wrestling. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airlines cheese omelets. 
Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stiles of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready, Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. All right. All right, we're back. Uh, 914-338-1885 is the number to call in tonight. Uh, Brady Hicks here. I've got Kathy and Stroh and Ray. And uh, believe it or not, Kaya McKenna hasn't been creeped out yet enough to leave. So she's still here uh, with us. And, and we're very excited. Actually, Kaya, I should ask you, uh, we just had an amazing interview that probably rivaled what we just did on the air. Would we be able to use parts of that? Would we be able to kind of put that out there as well? Or was that all off the record? I don't think anything bad um, was on there. Yeah, I don't think it was misbehaving too much. I don't. I, don't, I thought you were <laughs> fine. <laughs> Are you we, right? we, we don't have yeah. to. I just thought it might yeah, be a interest to you. Maybe we could put it behind like a blue like, wall. Like, like, hey, are you guys okay if we, are you okay if we pull this clip and all yeah, like, let, you know? let me look at it, yeah. Uh, yeah, let me look <laughs> yeah. at it. Maybe, maybe we'll put it behind a paywall because everybody will be too cheap anyway. Yeah, I'm only playing yes. for a set. Oh, God, you've been <laughs> rocking it tonight. You've been rocking it tonight, so. Yeah, <laughs> we've we'll talked about, we've talked about, um, this is my experience with one crew at GCW. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. And, and hardcore wrestling and how, how cool that is and, and uh, the right. deathmatch stuff and, and how nice all those guys are and girls. Oh, they're incredible. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, can I just we, say, we definitely it, it. I, I, um, go ahead, Ray. I was going to say, it makes a lot of sense that the deathmatch wrestlers are some of the nicest people because when you've accepted that your career involves seeing how close you can come to committing suicide, I suppose that would bring like a sense of inner peace. You know, like you don't have much. You don't have much to like be mad about anymore because that light tube could break in just the wrong way. You're at peace with yourself. That's like mine, right? So 
like like chairs are one thing, like a table or a door is one thing, like you know barbed wire is one thing, like texts are one thing, but like glass is so unpredictable. Glass is crazy. Like a mm-hmm. chair is pretty much going to do what a chair does. Like a table or a door is going to do what what that does. It's going to break upon impact, but like you cannot control where glass goes, what direction it's going to fly, how it's going to hit. That is the craziest thing to me about, like, the glass in deathmatch wrestling is the unpredictability factor. Like, you can say it's safe, but glass really isn't safe. You can make it, like, safer, but there's no way to control where glass goes. And to me, that's, like, the biggest risk. And that's what makes deathmatch deathmatch, I think, is, is, I'm not sure, don't quote me on this, but I believe the difference between hardcore and deathmatch is deathmatch utilizes glass. Yeah. Someone might correct me on that. I don't know. There's always people on the internet who know. So if you know, <laughs> please correct me because I don't know. But that's that's what I heard. Yeah. That's the difference between your run of the yeah. hardcore match and But and, and that makes sense. Like, I I, I missed yeah, earlier. Yeah. Go ahead. What's that, Joe? No. Yeah. She, I'm with her as a guy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. She. She definitely has a point. I can't imagine paying good money to sit in a front row and be at risk for getting hit with shards of glass for money. No. Like, to pay no, money to do it. I, I can't envision that. But uh, there I are only people wear, like, work gloves when I do You get the gloves and the... Leather. I have mm-hmm. leather work gloves because yeah. it's like, I'm good. I don't want to cut my hands all up. Well, that's how I that's how I know AEW is going to be good. Because, like, if I see Bryce Remsburg put on the gloves, I know AEW is going to have a good match. It's going to be insane. I should say, you know, yeah. because I, I think uh, it's protocol. Like if someone like busted it open at this point for them to put gloves on, just yeah, like blood pathogen, like a sanitation, and obviously when you're a big promotion, they're probably you know doing blood work on their talent and being more thorough with that process than people in the Indies per se. So have you ever seen sure. like a have you ever seen like a scary injury, whether death match or otherwise? That's something I'm always afraid of. <laughs> I've definitely seen a couple where I'm like, been like, yeah, like it's like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's not, and sometimes it is, and and you know, it sucks. Uh-huh. You never want to see people get injured, but it is a part of wrestling, so you just do the best you can to get them the help that they need or the medicine that they need, or the attention that they need. Yeah, I've been yeah. fortunate that I've not witnessed anything totally horrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock on wood for that. I um. Like at Super 8, uh, the men's Super 8, uh, I guess it was back in May, um, Dasher, um, a very good professional wrestler, he, he broke his ankle in the final. And yeah. so heartbreaking. I know. Oh I know. Yeah. Uh, he's actually going to be doing commentary with me in July. I'm really excited so, for this tournament. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll be yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. That's exciting. I've never had the opportunity to kind of sit down with him like that, so I think it'll be really cool. But, like, when he got hurt, he got carried to the back, and, and as soon as the show's over, I go running back there, and Kathy's coming out, and I say to Kathy, how bad is it? And Kathy's like, it's bad. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm thinking, like, is his ankle, like, the wrong way? Or, like, what am I going to walk into here? You know, I was terrified. Uh, yeah, but, you're Spanish, so I, am, I don't know why you're there. I'm, 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 I'm nosy, but I'm What's that? It was broken in three spots. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And of course, by the time I got around to the other side of the ring, I went, why did you take your shoe off? I shouldn't have. <laughs> I went, Nick, because it's a balloon now. 
Yeah, I I can only imagine. Probably, it was probably I would imagine supporting the injury to an extent. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it keeps the it keeps the compression on it, so it won't swell that much. Yeah. Smart. Well, oh, it's good so to know. It's scary. Right. So, Tammy, I was not supposed to take my shoe off. Okay. Damn it. That, that would that would Did you break your foot? Okay. I have, well, I, I've broken my ankles three times. Uh, mm-hmm. twice playing ho- twice playing hockey and once, as much as I'm ashamed to admit it, playing volleyball in a backyard. Oh. Um, it was, wow. Yeah. Okay. And it was, you, like, it was that third time. The injuries are never, never like horrific, like <gasps> moments. They're like right. somebody mm-hmm. hits somebody in the face accidentally and busts their eye, or like someone yeah. go plants and twists and like blows their whole fucking knee. Like it's right. never anything like yeah. you think it'd be like something crazy, catastrophic, and like that does happen. But like nine times out of ten, it's just like the most simple thing or, like, something you've done a million times and, like, or you, right. or you just land wrong or, like, even people with their necks will be, like, on moves they've done a thousand times and just yeah, wearing yeah. one mm-hmm. impact. It's not like any one particular thing was, like, so outrageously dangerous that it caused it. Right. Well, the one death, yeah, the one death match yeah, there was a yeah. medic for, the guy had slashed his leg open and I was working on the one guy and a friend of mine was working on this guy and she's like, it's bad. I said, how bad? She goes, it's bad. And I said, all right, get him right to the hospital. Go. And she's like, and yeah, they go, oh, well, we got to get the senton out of his head. The senton. Oh, geez. Mm. All right, take him to the hospital. Just take him. It'll pull it out there. Yeah. <laughs> but, I know, right. well, I, Let him explain it. Like, yeah, no, well, you heard him stay for five you minutes. Him, Let's go to the hospital. <laughs> you heard him screaming as they oh. pulled it out. <clears throat> Oh God! Like a like a oh, yeah. like a it bad is, stream I, or a happy finished, stream. I don't want to that. that that's yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I'm not squeamish, but that, that's it, the one thing. I'm just like, poker. Was it no. like an anguish stream <laughs> or was it was it like yeah, it's out, all right? Oh no, it was an anguish stream. Anguish. Oh, anguish. Yeah. See, see that's sure it was dis- You're disappointed. Oh, it was a, it was a shoot, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Yes. That for right. real sucks. <laughs> think, think of a, a, a cat, a, say a good sized bottle cap with spikes on it. Oh. If they use them in like floral arrangements, yeah. Oh god! Like it's like a little, a little oh. thing, like little. So they, they, oh, they can't just do oh. like rubber ones and like. One. No. I, I, I haven't ever no. seen Yeah. Maybe get like some rubber ones and some ketchup. Like that would work just as well, right? I would think. Yeah. Like I get so mad when fans get like pissed off about oh, like, yeah. safety stuff. It's like we all are aware at this point in, in nowadays that wrestling is a little bit of a work yeah. and that we're spending our disbelief to enjoy sports entertainment. So okay. in my opinion, if there's something that they can do to make the stunts easier for the performers or safer, then, like, I'm yeah. not going to get mad about that. Like, I saw people, like, like Chris Jericho got chucked off the top of the cage and, like, and they, they, they had, like, a crash pad for him, and I'm yeah. like, well, good! That's great! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Back in the yeah, day, they were... Back in the day, they were just so mad about it. I'm like, so yeah. silly. Why are they so mad about it? Well, yeah. I think they were more saying that, like, it looked fake, but, like, 
You know what? They tried. I mean, and I I suspect that thing still hurt like a thumb bitch. I would think. Uh, just just by the way he landed that didn't look. Yeah. He still hurt his elbow. A hundred percent. Yeah. He still hurt his elbow. Well, he's a pro. He's a pro. Yeah. <laughs> right. He is. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Uh, what's some? Um, <laughs> Yeah. What were you saying? A week, say ago? a week and a half ago, yeah. I, I, I um, dislocated my jaw partially. Oh wow! In wrestling, Ooh. and that that was not fun. Did you have to like, pop it back in? It was an accident. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you do it? I was at a seminar, and I. Yeah, like, yeah. You were in no, the I ring, and you just went like. Oh my god. Yeah, I like oh, wow. when it happened. There was like this moment of impact, and like obviously like the noise, like you know. And uh-huh. I was like, I don't know, mm-hmm. but I was like holding my face, and it would like pop, pop, pop. And yeah. Like, my mom was a nurse for years, so, like she checked it and everything when I got home. Like they yeah. good. Yeah. Like, I was like, man, you can't be, you can't be a wuss. Like you just gotta get up and keep going. So, like I oh my got God, up I'd and, be like, seminar. It was, like, yeah. Three and a half hours, but you just that's what you do when you do wrestling. Like if you don't want to do this, like if you don't, if you're not strong enough for it, or if you're gonna, yeah. it, like just go home. Like bye. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're right, absolutely. I, I'm likely to start crying about that tonight. Like, I, I mean, but yeah, no, that's, uh, I had a friend, and it's not the same thing at all, but we were at a bar, and uh, he was singing along with the band, and he dislocated his jaw. It was like, oh, oh. And, and he couldn't close it. He's gone. We had to take yeah, him yeah. to the emergency room, cast. Not the same mm-hmm. thing at all, I'm oh. just saying. I That bothered me. Too. I think the only reason I was able to kind of, like, get it back is because it was, like, immediate, like, an immediate reaction, so it wasn't like it had yeah, time yeah. to fit and well and, like, yeah. become an issue. Yeah, so that's before. when you're, yeah. But the fact that you did it yourself, yeah. like, that that's pretty, uh, that's pretty hardcore. I don't even think I intended, I don't even think I intended to. I was just, yeah. like, it feels like what needs to happen, so let's just go for it. Right. Um, oh, man. My shoulder, well, uh, like I had, um, you know, I've had a location doing sports and stuff. So like every once in a while, like my shoulder will sometimes like come a little bit out of place, and like I just can kind of right. work it back to where it needs to be now. Because that's not worth a trip to the ER every time that happens. Yeah. Okay. Kyra, I wanted to ask you, Kyra, where did you train at? I, don't know. I did um, I did martial arts. Ooh, okay. I trained at Black and Brave in okay. Iowa. Um, okay. Eric Brave and Seth Rollins. Oh, okay. Awesome. We, um... Yeah, they're they're incredible coaches. It's just, it's incredible. Like, the system they have just works so well. They're just... It's like, like, even mechanically, like, they can just watch you do something, and, like, if you're not doing it right, like, they know immediately, just from watching you do it, like, once, what you need to fix. It's, like, incredible. Mind-blowing. And it's it's not only that, but it's, like, as they're coaching, there's just so much why that's so nice to have. Like, this is why you position your opponent this way. This is why you yeah. pick them up like this. This is why you pick, you step in with your left and grab with your right or whatever the circumstance may be. But, but you learn all that, yeah. I just have so much respect for that, like, for that knowledge that they're willing to share with us because, like, it's one thing to be able to, like, go monkey and mimic moves. It's another yeah. thing to, like – understand why and they really drive home the why and it's and, they're just they're incredible coaches. And, and and you telling me that you trained with uh with Seth with that you know with that school uh it all is coming together for me because that fan that really wanted us to interview you is a Seth Rollins super fan I mean he used to pretend to be best <laughs> friends with him 
He used to, he used to like, he uh, found a way to spoof a number and call us from Davenport, Iowa, and he's like, yeah, Seth yes. was shy. He had to go. Like, but, uh, that, but that must oh. be so cool to be able to pick his brain, you know, as, I mean, yeah, as like, somebody who's like, done as much as, yeah. Both they're of them, both yeah. there. They're there for yeah. all the time. Like, they're yeah. there. They're coaching every class. Like, wow. Rollins and Mary are there. Like, it's not one of these schools where... Is oh well, where is their know, name on the front? But they're there like once a week or once right, a month. It's right, right. Like, oh, like they're so invested in us, and it's just so nice. And like you can send your matches, they give you feedback. Like they really want to see all of us succeed, and it's it's just such a nice little family to be a part. That is of. cool. That is cool. Right. And um, right. speaking of speaking of knowing that somebody's there, uh, and they're always there when you go to bring them on. I'm going to go to Ratboy out in Trenton uh, because uh, we know he's oh, going to be there, go. first of all. Uh, <laughs> Ratboy, we, we actually have Kaya McKenna on the line, Ratboy. She's going to be part of the Super 8 tournament. Uh, what what uh, <laughs> what do you have to say to Kaya, Ratboy? Let me just put it this way. I think I got my pick in, in hand right now, and it's got to be her. I think she's going to oh. win it all. Now, is that so good. she's talking to you? Is that the reason why? <laughs> no, because the way her attitude is with the uh, martial arts uh, background, I love that. You know, I, I yeah, think she's going to have it. I did karate brush. Yeah, but I, I do have a question for her. I got a good question yeah. for her. Okay. Go I have an answer. It might not be good, but I have one. It's okay. The question won't okay. be good. The question is <laughs> very good. I'm just kidding, Rabbi. If WWE picks you to be the next female diva, diva and the WWE will go after first. Does it have to be somebody who's there right now, or can it be anybody? Yeah, somebody's got to be there right now. Right now? Hmm. Yes. Oh gosh, there's so many good. Like they just have so many good people in the tank right now. Yeah. I think it would be fun to. I mean, personally, like I would love to mix it up with like Charlotte Flair, English versus Queen, like Goddess versus Queen. I think that would be a fun one. Um, I really like what they're doing with Tian Sha. Like, and how it's, like, this, like, kind of spooky-like thing. And I feel like that would be a really good foil to what I do. So that would be a fun feud to have. Um, there's just so many, like, incredibly talented women right there, right, eh, there right now. And it's just so hard to pick just one person to, that you would want to have a program with. I would love to wrestle Naomi. Like, she's such an incredible athlete, has such a cool moveset, like, has such a good vibe. I think I would have fun with somebody like that, like, I just I feel like there's so many talented women there, and they're all like so unique in in these amazing ways. So, but hopefully that gives you some some um, some people maybe that I would like. To How far down the list oh, would uh, Sasha next, Banks be? Uh, How far down the list would Sasha Banks be? You know, honestly, I mean Sasha Banks is like really high up there right now, right? I think okay. anybody getting the opportunity to step into the ring with her would be an absolute honor. You know, it would be a full <laughs> clash of styles, like. Very unique. She has an innovative offense of her own, yes. like does yeah. a lot of cool lucha stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess if I wrestled Sasha, I'd try to ground her and keep her off those ropes where she thrives. That would be my strategy. But Yeah. <laughs> but stay close enough that you can reach the ropes if she locks you in that submission, I'm guessing. Or have a reversal right. for it because I do there pure you magic. 
Well, that, and, and you're always thinking. Yeah. That's, that's what makes you smarter yeah. than me. Uh, Rapwood, did you have any more questions? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought she was going to pick your girlfriend, Alexa Blitz, but she didn't. That means no, no, she didn't. Nobody wants to wrestle Alexa right now, so. Because of the movie. Honestly, with like, me being a witch and like her being possessed, like that would be cool. I wish I could exercise Lily from her. That would be that really would be pretty, fun, right? That would be yeah, compelling storyline. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I could see I that. I always thought it would be cool. Like, one of the things that I thought would be cool is um, when Rollins was doing the Monday Night Messiah. Yeah. He was, you know, blind from Rey Mysterio. I thought it would be neat to have him go visit the grave from the WrestleMania match between AJ and The Undertaker and, like, resurrect him from the dead and, like, perform <laughs> right. Like, I just, I don't know, like, I just thought that would be really cool, like, to do something like that or, like, to exercise the demon from Finn Yeah. Like, do all of these other, like, godly... Performing things, miracles and, yeah. No, that, there, that's... There's uh, a lot of meat on that bone, right? Like, it's, like, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're just, like, creating... Meanwhile, they're just creative's got creative's got nothing for them though. So I, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But. No, honestly, one of the people in wrestling that I really admire is our truth because he is one of these people that no matter <laughs> what he's <laughs> his way, whatever they've thrown his way, he has been like taking the ball and been like, yeah, I can run with that, and he yeah. has like made it successful and gotten it over. And I feel like that's what it's about at the end of the day is being able to like check yourself aside at the door and like be a performer and entertain people and like this is what I'm working with let's do it let's make it the best thing going right now and he's just like so awesome at that like I would love to do a seminar with him and pick his brain yeah mm-hmm. very cool uh, anything else Rat Boy I think that's it for this week because I gotta uh, keep my phone right, on because um, I had a, you live in Trenton? a scary phone. I had a scary phone call today from my sister. Okay. About my parents' dog. Okay? No, no. Okay. My my, uh, my mom and dad's dog is fighting for his life right now. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Well, yeah. What happened? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What, what happened was that. They, they, my mom and dad took a good event, and my sister uh-huh. gave me the word that the dog ain't going to make it because what well, is that? A grape? He ate a grape or a raisin? Or he eating up his kidneys? Oh, okay. And and yeah. you won't know until about three days or sooner, you know, if he passes away. Right now he's well, at the vet. Maybe he'll pass instead. Maybe it'll pass along. Hopefully. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, because uh, my mom and dad went through a lot of goals, you know. But we'll be praying yeah. for them, Rapley, for sure. Yeah. Right. I, I posted Hope up something okay. earlier on my Facebook. I posted up something mm-hmm. on Facebook earlier, and my sister told me to take it down. Oh, okay. Because well, I got I got to stand by because I'm the closest one. I'm the closest yeah. uh, family member. Well, yeah. Well, thanks for the call, Rapper. I tell you we'll, what. We'll be thinking and praying and, yeah. Me and a couple of my friends might be coming to that female super eight, and I got to meet her, and I got to take a picture of her if she wins it all. I would love to take a mm. picture with you. Please come up and say hi. You'll have to meet him in the parking lot. He doesn't buy tickets. Oh, yeah, get out of here. No, no, I'm going to have to. 
Okay. Well, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not gonna be like burgers selling hamburgers out there. No. First All right. Take care, brother. <laughs> All right. Take care. Give your parents my best. All right. Bye bye. Yeah, he, he's um, he's a nice guy. He is. I um, yeah. But man, a fun little question. Um, I've not asked that yeah. too often. Is like he, who I would want to wrestle there right he now. He surprised me. Um, he, yeah. If I could pick like anybody, like I think it would be cool to have a match with Gail Kim in WWE because I just thought she was so cool too. Like, yeah. And just, yeah. Yeah. At a time when like women's wrestling ability wasn't necessarily the focus, right? So. Yeah. Um, or that's like, another yeah. thing that's really interesting to me about women's wrestling is people, like, talk about, like, oh, the Attitude Era was so bad for women. And I'm like, but was it really? Because you had an intergender match at SummerSlam 2000 with China and Trish yeah. Stratus in it. Like, yeah. They were doing more wrestling than the Diva, the Diva Era was, like, you know. The first so, Raw main yeah. event. Yeah, I mean, they, they had a bunch of stuff going on. I mean, people just point to uh, the Trish Stratus thing with Vince, and, like, that's, uh, you know, but, I mean... By and large, I mean they're 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 selling a story, and I thought that the story that they sold was that the women could really go back then, and, and uh, it's cool to kind of see them kind of come full circle with that that they're doing that again uh, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I I definitely think so. And uh, what was I going to say? Oh, what what do you think about like for example Britt Baker and what she's doing in AEW? I think. One of the coolest things about Britt Baker is the amount of growth that she has had from yeah. when AEW started almost two years ago now to, to current date. Like, just watching her, like, when she got there and where she is now, like, it's just such an incredible transformation. Like, I'm, like, proud of her. I'm, like, you go, girl. You're doing your thing. You've, like, found your voice. You've hit your stride. Like, yeah. it's so cool to see that type of success manifest in people. So, it's just it's awesome. And, and I think it's a true story of just buying into somebody and riding the wave, like riding the peaks and valleys of it, you know, and not yeah, pulling out yeah. when it's planned or somebody's injured or it's tough or people aren't taking to it. It's like the commitment to elevating her was very apparent and, and the payoff is starting to come and I think that's so cool. It's like it's been a really long minute since we've seen anything in wrestling where they've committed to a push and rode the peaks and valleys yeah. and made superstars, right? right. Any promotion. Which I mean, they would honestly venture to say the last instance of them deciding that they're going to go all in on a group on people. Like the last time they went all in on people and rode the peaks and valleys was probably when they decided to go all in on the shield. And and we all know how that worked out. That's worked out great. Yeah, so for everybody it's, it's involved. To see that kind of happen mm-hmm. like Brit, like people be like, "Hey, we believe in you. We think you're going to be great, and we're willing to ride yeah. the peaks and valleys." One thing that's cool about Britt, um, because she actually did the Super 8 tournament, I think in 2017 or 18, something like that. She did. And uh, when she debuted for AEW, I went back and I, and, I, and I looked at it. And to see the amount of growth that she's had, you know, just since that time. I mean, she was obviously just kind of a local independent wrestler out of Pittsburgh at the time. And it was like not as many people really knew who she was. She was just starting to make a name, not unlike yourself, you know. Uh, but... She signed with AEW, and like you said, they were willing to invest in her. And I, I would say it's paid off. That, that really is an example of a homegrown talent for AEW, which is something that WWE yeah. doesn't have a lot of. Sorry. Well, not at the moment, because like I said, they really haven't been to pushing anybody since yeah. the Shield. 
I mean, really, they haven't. I mean, you you could argue, like, they, they tried it with Ron Strowman or whatever for a little bit, but they did not commit to him in the same way they committed to, like, Roman Reigns, per se. Right, or, like, right. Um, yeah. So it's, um, I definitely think that that's, like, the lesson to be learned is, like, when you go all in, you just got to go all in on somebody. Like, pick, pick your people and be like, these are going to be the people. Let's Let's do this, you know? Yeah. Imagine if they gave up on, like, John Cena or Roman Reigns. Yeah. It's a a process. It's like these people weren't made in, like, a year or two years or even three or four years, right? Like, or even currently, like, the stories are still being written. So it's just one of those things where it's, like, not an immediate gratification. Because, like, all of that. I think before, like, Twitter really became worse. Um, so it's just people want that immediate gratification, and if it's not over immediately, people are just like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get rid of it. Right. You know? Right. So it's, it's, I think that all of us can, can learn, like, your companies can invest. It's an overnight success story, whether people want to do that or not. <laughs> Is it? Is it safe to say, and obviously we're not there, but, like, is it safe to say that WWE is, like, way too impatient with talent? Like, they, they, um, I feel like if they get behind something, like you said, it's, like, it's for a very brief time, and when it doesn't work out right away, the amount of stories that they've just abandoned. If you're watching a TV show, there's a lack of continuity there sometimes. Uh-oh. This internet has only been a problem since I upgraded it, which is crazy. Well, let's try, uh, while we're waiting, let's try, uh, let's try Tora again. Oh, boy. Tora, what's going on? That's her singing. That's amazing. Alright, enough of that. Enough of that. Uh, yeah. And the worst part is, girl, she'll be messaging me in 20 minutes saying, put me on. Uh, <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, whether or not we get Kaya McKenna back, I gotta say that uh, this has been a lot of fun. I've had a really lot has. of fun tonight. Yeah, I really have. It's That's been, uh, yeah. She's calling back in now. Awesome. Let's, uh. <laughs> what I was going to say, though, is are they yeah, yeah. patient? Are they simply responding to the volatile media environment that has been created by places like Twitter? You know, like, there's not, That's like, true. It's not just 20, yes. 20 2013, 2013, Twitter didn't have a, a stranglehold on people, but yeah, I definitely, yeah. within five to seven years since all of that has had happened initially, there's been a cultural shift in how we use the internet, how we consume social media, and how we curate these little content bubbles for ourselves. Yeah. If you're constantly having to like throttle your plans to like respond to that internet volatility, like that's a whole different game. That is not the game they played through the ruthless aggression era. <laughs> yeah. It's it's weird because like for the longest time the knock was like 
they're in their own little bubble and weren't listening to what other people had to say. And it's like all of a sudden, it's like they almost value too much what people have to say sometimes. I think it's uh, it's crazy. Who knows? Sure. I mean, I can't imagine trying to make creative booking decisions for a multi-billion-dollar company. <laughs> I know. That is like I know. <laughs> I am. I am certainly not someone who's qualified to speak on that matter. But I do think that a lot of it that we see is an intentional abandonment, but just so trying to adapt to that. Yeah, I think so. That happens so quickly. And, and, and the other thing is, and, and and it sounds like I'm bashing WWE. I'm not. It's just I'm such a fan, and I I want to see it succeed. But like. That company. Oh, but everybody has this problem. It's not just right. WWE. Indies have this problem, too. I know. <laughs> I know. But it's WWE engaged. is so big. Like, they've got more talent than WCW did in its heyday. And they just keep swallowing up people. And a lot of times they'll sign them and then don't do anything and then release them. And it's just, it's a shame. It, I mean, it's a shame, you know? But is it really, though? Because look at it this way. Like, if I'm looking at it from a wrestling standpoint, like, okay, okay yeah, okay. maybe I didn't get to get on TV, that kind of sucks. But I get to go get paid to go to wrestling college. Yeah, right? sure. Right? Wrestling college. Right, yeah. My professor, or my professors uh, are, like, people like Shawn Michaels that are going to teach me how to wrestle yeah. in a state-of-the-art facility with personal trainers and athletic trainers and nutritionists and dietitians and yeah. you have all the tools for success at your fingertips and and you're just there like honing your skill for two years like really okay so maybe the first time it doesn't work out for you but like gosh that's such a good opportunity in its own right yeah look at people like Barraza, for example who like was kind of in the holding tank but while she was in the holding tank she was i'm sure attending these classes that's true. And training. Yeah. and look at her now like she's yeah. on top of the and it's like, it just speaks volumes to the system that they have. And I'm sure there will be a day where we see her again in WWE, you know? Yeah. So it, it's one of those things where you can't be short-sighted with it. And, and you just have to accept that, okay, maybe this isn't the time for me to be on top of the world, but this is a great time for me to grow and experience personal growth and, you know, take advantage of this opportunity that's been given to me. To learn that's true. That. That, that's true. Yeah, you're just love. What you're doing is you're teaching me a different way to think about things, and that's good. That That is really good because, uh, I mean, not so much Stro, but, like, a lot of the, the co-hosts, they're just like, they just like, yeah, like, we agree with you 100% all the time. Everything I yeah. say, they agree with me. Uh, I'm only playing. Course, no, I, but, I disagree with you. I'm just saying. Oh, it's okay to disagree with me. Point, yeah. Is it, is it something that no. is like, okay, like, it's they should like, not put everybody on TV every single day. I understand that. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, but it's like it's and, so and tough. Who wants to watch all that? I don't want to watch yeah. every single person on my TV every week. Just like give me, give me the pick of the litter this week, and I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Right. So I, I, I honestly, I think three hours of Raw is a lot. Like, yeah. you know, I don't mind it, but two, two was good. SmackDown's two hours. I'm, I'm good. Uh, yeah, SmackDown, so NXT, Raw. <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> AEW is adding another show. Like, yeah, I mean, MLB is on TV, Ring of Honor. Yeah, oh it, it's it's too much. It's but yeah. Oh my gosh! Like when I first got right. into Ring of Honor, you had to get the DVDs. Like there was mm-hmm. no like yeah. YouTube. There was no stream. There was no HD net. Like yeah. it was like there was no Ring of Honor TV station at three o'clock because Sinclair bought them. It was like tape trading pretty much. Yeah. Um, I remember I'd like watch DVDs and like sit in front of my big old blocky computer and watch like Mojo Joe and Brian Danielson and stuff. You know. I remember uh, 
when they first kind of made it to HDNet and all the tapings were in Philly all the time, I was like, this is like golden. Like, I just want to be here every week because this is amazing, you know? And uh, because I hadn't seen a whole lot of it, you know, I had only read about it in the magazines and stuff. So it was definitely a really cool thing for sure. What's really interesting about social media, too, is um, like, you know, my trainers would always talk about when they were coming up in the business, how they used to get in the car and they'd work like four or five shows in a weekend. Yeah. Does that really even happen these days? Do people ever work that much in one weekend? Maybe a handful of people do. No. But do you really need to? Because now, like, all you need to do is work one show, get a good photo or gift, put it on your social media, and ride that momentum to the next week. You know, when they yeah. were coming up, like, they didn't have, like, high-quality camera phones. Like, YouTube was just becoming a thing. Like, it, so it's like it was more about getting exposure. But it's like now you don't even need to do all that to get exposure. It's crazy how it's changed, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. do you ever, yeah. do you ever like, as as somebody who kind of is definitely a fan and grew up around it and loved it, <laughs> and, uh, do you ever, like, wonder what it would be like to kind of grow up in that territory area where you're always traveling, you're going from town to town to town and never stopping? Nope, nope. I will take the plush um, okay. millennial wrestling mentality okay. any day over grinding <laughs> and dying. Because that's yeah. what a smart person would do. <laughs> like, for me, like, for me as a wrestling writer, yeah. Like, for me as a wrestling writer. Okay, I got you. Like, for me as a wrestling writer, like, I always wanted to be Bill after. We worked a show in Nebraska, and we drove across Iowa to go to Nebraska. It was, like, me and Kaylina Keene and Valentina Loca, two yeah. other amazing female talents from Black and Brave. Mm-hmm. And I was in the car, and I was just in the back seat, and I was, like, looking at my cell phone, you know, playing playing the game, whatever. And I'm just like, oh, man, there was a time when people were doing this where they did not have Candy Crush. They didn't right. have that. What did you do driving for six hours if you didn't Cocaine. have anything to occupy? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just saying. No, me, but I, just, yeah. I had that realization yeah. where I was like, huh. I know. Like the party lifestyle, right? Like, I feel like I meet more people in wrestling nowadays who are into like fitness and like holistics and like supplements yeah. and like eating a clean diet and like not drinking and not doing a bunch of crazy drugs and like not hit the strip club, like the, like going upstairs and reading a book. Like it's it's not that we're a bunch of nerds these days, but I feel like it's just the way it is. Yeah. Definitely have priority. Take care of their bodies more, which is, that's yeah. a good fundamental thing as well, too, you know? I, I think it's funny when wrestlers today, like television, like the ones on TV, they'll get criticized because they go home and play video games, you know? And it's like, well, there's a lot worse things you could be doing, you know, with, uh, right. with your time, for sure. Um, let's go to, actually, this will be a treat for you, Kai, I promise. Uh, we're going to go out to uh, South Carolina. Stro, you know where this is going, huh? All right, here we go. <laughs> Malcolm Mania. What, what's going on, Malcolm Wildman? How you doing, brother? Hey, Brady, I wanted to ask, has Rat Boy been on yet? Uh, he was on earlier. Oh, yeah. please, keep, please keep it clean. Yeah, well, how did his, I just wanted to know, how did his meeting of the minds go with uh, Eddie Munster or Butch Patrick? I mean, uh, I, did they meet I forgot the 1313 Mockingbird Lane and <laughs> spot the pet? Did, 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 was he the referee? Did they meet the celebrity death match or something like that? I don't know, brother. I forgot to ask him. Uh, Malcolm, we actually have uh, one of the top independent women's wrestlers in the world on the line right now, Kaya McKenna. Will, 
right. A great lady wrestler. The man pissed you all around. Very, very good, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> he got some good ones. He, we'll, we'll have to get him to do a couple before we go. Uh, what, Malcolm, do you have any names for Kaya? Well, Kaya, I don't know you, but... I do have a manager for my storage shed for life storage. Her name is Kaya too. So oh, okay. I just um, I thought yeah, that's a pretty good name. Do you know her? I, no. I really called <laughs> to find out what happened to Rathway because I did a radio show yeah. with this guy and Ricky Schroeder you know, his, told um, me what kind of a game he has a pet Yeah, he has a pet that's sick, so I don't know if he ever made it out there. <laughs> To be nice to him. I'd love to see the yeah. video clip of that, Brady. <laughs> feel like, I, I feel like I'm, you know what happened? Like, I, um, I, 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 I Malcolm, I, I'm not trying to start anything, so please just, just let it, let it roll oh, over. No, but, like, I'm, I let them do a podcast Brady, together, I, and it, it blew me, up, and, like, I, I feel like, I feel like the child of divorced parents because I love them both and they and they they can't stand each other. But uh, anyway, no, I'm Malcolm, I'm not mad at about a, thing. I was just joking. <laughs> how, how about a how about a he does a really good Shane Douglas. How about a Shane Douglas for us? He's a really yeah. good Shane what Douglas. You know you want a Shane Douglas man? I want the twenty forty pipeline brother. Now that's all. I thought you were doing Shane Douglas. But, you know, if you mess... Okay, I'll do one for Kaya. What you gonna do when Malka Mania you know, runs wild on you, brother? I want you to know this, Kaya. I don't know about your career, but I, have, I consider everybody... This is my version of you Malka Mania. Every lady <laughs> and guy that had the guts to lace up a pair of boots and get the square circle... Work out in the gym, give me the best performances a fan they could give me. There, that's what I call a Hulkamaniac. That's my definition of it. So, <laughs> you know. And if you miss with Kaya, one of the great lady wrestlers around, come on down and get your ass franchised. Oh, Malcolm. Uh, Pleasure, brother. Yeah, Kaya, I'm going to be studying acting pretty soon. I'm 57. I'm not afraid to do this. You know, I'm going to acting a drama class because I like doing the wrestling impressions, but Kaya, you wouldn't believe the idiots I attract when I'm doing these and the jealousy I go through. And I was at Fort Benning learning how to do Hulk Hogan in the Macho Man. Fort Benning in 93, just trying to be an 11 Bravo, and I end up doing all this nonsense. He takes over everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, Brady, I just called in, you know, because you're my best friend. You know, I haven't met you. I love yet, you, brother. You treat them with respect. Say hello to Stroh. Say hello to uh, Ray Bogus. You know, how you doing, Ray? <laughs> Kathy's there, whoever. You know, but, but everybody's I, good. So everybody's good. I'm so tired of going to Raider games and you'll do boots and I got no voice left after three days. You know, I'm hanging that up, you know. And, you know, I just I just wanted to tell you, you know, you normally have your guest, you know, at 6.30 to 7 and then you got caught me off guard tonight and I was waiting to hear Ralph mm-hmm. you know, brag about his, his 
his uh, his altercation with uh, Eddie Munster, you know, because yeah. uh, he called him that last week. I was waiting to hear if Eddie like smacked him something or something. You know, his parents name him. Did his parents name him Eddie Munster or Butch Patrick? Which one would you believe? You know, I was like. <laughs> I but Kai, it's I don't know much about your wrestling career, but I I will say I would honor you because I have respect for like I said for every male or female that laced up a pair of boots and got that squared circle and gave me the best match they could give me, and I'm just a fan. I'm not a wrestler. I'm I, I'm not an actor or anything. But you guys are doing something that I was dream about doing when I in the '70s when I was a kid. I wanted to be Pat Patterson or Rocky Johnson. But it, it just wasn't okay. in the cards. You don't ever say you're just a fan, though, because fans are so important to wrestling. Like, I think we all learned that lesson with the pandemic and not having fans at our shows. Like, to me, being a fan is just as important as being a wrestler or being a commentator or a valet or a manager or any other part of this business. Like, we need you guys. It's nothing without you. But don't ever say you're just a fan. You You are a huge part of making wrestling successful. Well, Kaya, in May of 87, we moved, me and my brother and my mom, we moved to an apartment in Citrus Heights. It's a little bit north of Sacramento. And I took time off at Carl's Jr.'s. That's where I was working. And I asked my boss, I wanted one night to go see a WWF event. And the main event was Hulk Hogan against King Harley Race with Bobby the Brain Heenan as his manager, and I was up in the third deck watching the Hulkster wow. and just yelling my head off because it was my first time to see him, and I was awesome. loving it. Living yeah. your best life. <laughs> He's good like that. When I was um, oh yeah. When I was a kid, my mom took us to a house show. I think it was like 2003, so I was like 13. Okay. And I got to just like a small little house show. I mean, I'm not from a big city, so it was small. And I got to see Eddie Guerrero wrestle Ultimo Dragon. And I just thought that was the coolest I, thing ever. Kaya, was that a WCW match? Kaya, was that a WCW match? Ultimo Dragon. No, WWE match. It was 2003. Yeah, he was there briefly. Very briefly. I knew Kaya I had to move so many times. I've moved 58 times in 26 and a half years, and I never know where my home is. So, I moved like twice, you know, and I hated it. It's hard it for me to set up cable and all that. But I'll tell you what, Kaya, yeah. I want to pay this compliment to you. I think you have one of the nicest ladies' voices I've ever heard in my life. I just want to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that is actually, I will take that. That's yeah. an excellent compliment to get because so many girls, and, they, and like so many girls have like the most annoying voice ever. <laughs> I will gladly take that as a glowing compliment that I sound like I have two brain cells to rub together. That has made my night. <laughs> Better than feet for sure, right? Um, I had a stepmother from Boston, right? And oh, she used to rake cranberry juice every night. And she used to tell me that I made more money than me and my father put together. She'd say it like this. Do you know you made more money than me and your father put together? 
She drug me nuts with the bike. She's from Boston, <laughs> Connecticut. And I, I had nothing to do with people in Connecticut, but she drug me and saying, yeah, I blasted her at this, at this party in uh, 2004 with her family there. Yeah, body, body, yeah, body. She drug me nuts with my fingernails on a chalkboard, you know? So, yeah. The last time I was at WWR Plus, which is in Massachusetts, we were we're in Worcester, and I heard somebody call it Worcester. Like I was like, is that how it's like? Like Worcester? And I'm like, well, maybe it's just the accent, you know? I mean, I say I say Worcester because I'm from actually Worcester County, Maryland. Okay. But I've also heard people say Worcester, but I'm like, there's no H, so I don't know where that's coming from. But, yeah, I was like, oh, oh the Boston accent. There it is, Worcester. Okay, I heard it. Worcester. I, I had a guy in Korea with me, and we were the 4-H oh. club. Homan, Hampshire, we're from <laughs> Seattle, Washington, Heffron, and Haynes was Jamaican, black guy. And Hepburn was from Boston, Massachusetts. And uh, like mm-hmm. I said, I, I like Hepburn. He's from Boston. So, like, it's just my stepmother I hate from Boston or Connecticut. I mean, I was at this wake. <laughs> and my dad died in May of 2017. He died. They had the wake of, like, a month after. And we're in Concord, California. And I got up there, and there were these old people from Connecticut. Man, I rocked the room. What was it on the my dad, Gilbert Wyman, the greatest world wrestling federation champion, is being inducted to heaven. I mean, I just, there were old men there, hearing aids popped out, man. It was, my brother's still yeah. about okay, it. so, whenever you have a show, or like whenever I have a show up in the Northeast, like I'm from the Mid-Atlantic, I'm from Maryland originally, but um, whenever you have the sh- a show in the Northeast, like there's this one rest stop, as soon as you cross into Connecticut, like, bypassing New York City yeah. it has a Chipotle in it. And that yeah. is like your last beacon for real food. Because <laughs> if you pass that, you're either eating McDonald's or Dunkin' Donuts. Like, that is it. That is the Shout only out. thing up north. It, it's crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously when you get into a city, that's one thing. Like, there's obviously food options. But if you're just traveling, like, on I-95 or something up yeah. that way, it's it's not like McDonald's and Dunkin'. Dunkin'. It's Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. It's all there is. And I'm just like, okay, I got to stop here in Connecticut, like right here, and get some Chipotle so I can have That's an actual meal and not like donut cheaper. <laughs> you know, you go down south, well, and it's just... not Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's. Like south on I-95 is um, Waffle House is off every exit, so. Well, oh, wow. I was just talking yeah. to my, yeah. she's my, she was my very first girlfriend. Time, in 1975, I was 11, I she was know. 10 or 11, <laughs> and we were in sixth grade, and I, I dated her because the guys made fun of her, she had freckles, and she was ugly and all that, and I just talked to her, she's uh-huh. been a grandmother four times, her name is Lori Hover, she lives in Clayton, New Jersey. And her birthday is next Wednesday on the 14th, and I'm buying her because after school we used to watch Batman together at her house or my or my mobile home or her mobile home in the park. Uh, I'm buying a statue from the Bradford Exchange. It's got Catwoman hugging Batman, Adam West, Julie Newmar kind of thing. So, and it says Batman okay. Love Forever or something like that. Yeah. So. Ah, that's nice. And then David Ar- David Arquette's going to send her. 
Uh, she said she's a big fan of him. So Dave's going to sign a special picture and send it to her for her birthday. Oh. Malcolm, on the way out, how about a Roddy Piper? I love his Roddy Piper. Oh, Roddy Piper! You know, Mr. T. Mr. T. Here's the guy that all the little children look up to. He, I miss, he goes, uh, he says, uh, uh, he goes, uh, Piper goes, um, you know, he says, uh, you know, now, uh, Miss Mean Gene says, uh, you know, you're going to fight tonight, or Bob Orton's going to fight tonight, a formidable opponent, Mr. T. Piper goes, Mr. T, this is the guy all the little children look up to. He goes, I just looked uh, and found a lovely picture of Mr. T and Boy George. Now, that's the kind of guy I like. I mean, I told Roddy that, and then 14 times, and Roddy was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. You know? <laughs> and the, and uh, my favorite saying, Kaya, by Roddy Piper, I used to say it to him all the time, just when they think they got the answers, I change the question. Change the question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you definitely keep me on my toes. Love you, brother. <laughs> love you, yeah. Brady. Love you, Papa. Love you, Kyle. Love, even though I haven't met you yet. Love, love you too, Malcolm. Bye. Okay. We'll talk real soon, man. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> he cracks me up. Love yeah. You. He's a good brother. He, he is a good guy. He is a good guy. He's the kind of guy. If you're in a convention and he walks in, the mood just changes. You can just feel it because he, he's a. He's a bit of a yeller, in case you couldn't pick up on that. So, yeah. That's not he, fun. He screams his promos. You need quiet people and you need people. Yeah. He makes up for a lot of quiet people, so. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, listen, I, I think, uh, yeah. I don't know, Stro, do you have anything for Kaya? We're, uh, we're pretty much in overtime uh, now. Yeah. I just want, want to say it's been such a pleasure having you on the show tonight. Uh, you're, you're, it really you're, was. You're really wonderful. And, and please continue to keep on being you. Never Thank stop. you. Yes, I will. <laughs> ride the pony to the gate. I yeah. love it. I really do. I really do. So uh, so let's talk uh, shows coming up. I mean, obviously, you're you're pretty involved in the independent scene here and the, the – Three, four states in this area. So, what what do you have coming up aside from uh, ECWA? Um, I have Camp Leap Frog coming up on um, July twenty seventh. Okay, that's going to be a fun show. Camp Leap Frog is great. It's not your traditional wrestling show. It's a little bit more uh, tongue in cheek and fun. I'm not familiar with them. I'll have to check them out. You are not familiar with Camp Leap Frog. Okay, no, I'm missing it's out. Pro wrestling, pro wrestling summer camp. Okay, but each each um, event has, like, a storyline arc through it, so it's more, like, okay. cinematic, too. Like, there's okay. great wrestling, but it also has a lot of a good cast of characters. Well, that's good. It's, it it's needs, very yeah. refreshing and very light. It's, um, it's good because there's a lot of seriousness in wrestling these days. Okay. More, yeah, definitely. Like, I will look for that. Please check it out. It's incredible. It's um, the, the brainchild of referee Chris Levin. Okay. Very, oh, very Chris. Good. Okay. Love Chris. Yeah, Chris is yeah. awesome. So it's kind of his little like baby project that's okay. taken on a of its own. It's it's so wonderful. Let's um, get him so back. On. Asked, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Haven't in a while. Um, let's see. I have WWR Plus. 
Okay. And at White Eagle. More <laughs> and <I'll> be, <laughs> yeah. So I'll be there. Um, July 23rd in New York, I have Invictus Pro Wrestling where I'll be challenging Vicious Vicky for her women's championship. Okay. The week before the Super 8. So I would love to take that title off of her and walk into the Super 8 with it. That would be that pretty would good. Be yeah. Um. So, yeah, manifesting a big win there. This good witch would love a little gold for her altar. <laughs> Put it right next to that Super 8 trophy. Love it. Keep nice. all that prosperity coming. Yeah. So I got my little I got my little prosperity, my money frog here, and he's he's gold, and he's gonna bring me lots of. Oh, the door. Oh, that is cool. That is cool. I actually have yeah. a little uh, I have a little yeti, and he keeps me grounded. So. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Brutus. Very nice. Fantastic. But very nice. When I have well, that. Show, I will. I will. Um. I will be with GCW for Homecoming Weekend in Atlantic City. Yeah. It's a doubleheader with JCW. They've brought back Jersey Championship Wrestling. Wow, uh, okay. We also okay. have Tremont School H2O running a stuff. Yeah. So, great lineup. Um, I know we have, like, two Scorpios wrestling Grim Reaper. It'll be a fun match. Lots oh, of good wow. stuff. Uh, Dave Frazak coming by to do some commentary. All kinds nice. of cool things happening that weekend. So it I will sounds like it. Be there yeah. That's so doing cool. The thing. Maybe being a little magical. You guys will have to stay tuned to see if I'm, I'm being magical or if I'm just doing the thing. Super 8 on the 31st, obviously. Um, on the 8th, there's a Camp Leap Frog Live event for Abby Jane's 21st birthday at the H2O Wrestling Center. This is okay. going to be really, really fun. We have a lot of um, of the Chikara originals are coming out and doing cameos for that show in support of her. So it's, it's going to be a fun card. It's going to be a great night. So that'll be good, too. It'll be um, a precursor show to the IWTV 100 show, which is absolutely stacked. So definitely a good doubleheader to check out. Nice. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm waiting here for how August is going to pan out. I got some stuff that's like, you know, is this happening? Is this not happening? I, yeah. I might be on the East. I might be back in the Midwest. I will be at um, All Out Weekend in Chicago and Hoffman Estates at those. Oh, okay. Nice. Well. Nice. Okay. So, I will more than likely be at WWR Plus and American Rana for Beyond Wrestling on eight twenty one and eight twenty six. You keep pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's through September. So I think September I'm probably going to be in the Midwest. So I'll get some dates for that. But it's so hard to like travel so expensive right now. And it's, yeah. it's kind of yeah. hard as a wrestler because everything in wrestling is very last minute, which mm-hmm. wasn't a problem when travel wasn't expensive. But now it's like, you're finding out you're on shows like a week before the show, and it's like, oh, got to get a plane ticket. Oh, got to get a hotel or whatever you yeah. need for that weekend. It's like, right. It's not that easy like, to just I'm pick up and go. No, it's outrageous. I um, I had a rental car recently cost me $500 Done. because I had a last booking, and I had to fly in from the Midwest, so I didn't have my vehicle, and I was like, well, I still need a car to drive. And, yeah. you know, I guess during the pandemic – they sold off all the rental cars, so it's like yeah. get, getting a rental car for like twenty nine dollars a day. That's the thing of the past. You can't uh, get yeah, rentals right. at all, you hardly. Yeah. Oh, WrestleMania weekend. I had a rental WrestleMania weekend, and I booked mine in advance, so it only cost me like one seventy, I think, for five days. But I got it okay. Um, but the week of, when I went to pick the car up, they were charging nine hundred dollars a day for a uh-huh. car in Tampa. Uh-huh. Not. The deposit. <laughs> I was yeah. I had a friend who, like, something broke with her car and, like, they did the, the chip uh, they, and they're not making chips. 
So this car is just sitting there, and they wouldn't give a rental because there's no rentals. And and you can buy another car, but you're already making payments on the first one. It just sucks. It's uh, the world is crazy right now. It really is. It's all like a huge five product of like the pandemic, and then like the trade wars that we're going through the past four years with like in various countries. So we were having a lot of disagreements with you know tariffs and trade policies. We'll just leave. Yeah. Without getting too political, uh-huh. <laughs> and that's all starting to kind of show its impact as well in in you know manufacturing. Like lumber is super expensive. Like if you break a board in your ring, you are screwed these days. <laughs> yeah. Behind and, uh, yeah. A, a by ten by a two by twelve by six or whatever. At this point, you are not getting it. Like you're gonna break the show. That together to... and make it work or something. You ain't going to Home Depot and getting one so easy. So that's so, yeah, uh, that's true. And the, the travel is. It's just the one thing I wish that um, in wrestling in general is hopefully with travel being more expensive and more people trying to pursue wrestling that don't necessarily have a huge amount of financial needs at their disposal that yeah. everything becomes a little bit better. Hopefully things start to open up. But you- like, I can't even imagine like WWE getting ready to go back on the road and these poor people have to get rental cars. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, my God. And by I, the way, no making third-party like money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they don't want anybody to have a side hustle. Yeah. Yeah, so it's crazy. Like, I can't imagine. Like, I guess, like, you know, you get your flight in for the loop and then your flight home, but, like, in the loop, you still need to get around. So it's like, you're going to be getting around, car. These poor guys are going to be probably shelling out crazy money for I know. I know. Like, that's wild. And that's, like, two weeks, two weeks this is happening. And, like, the prices aren't dropping in two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Crazy. It it is absolutely crazy. It's cheaper to fly, yeah. I believe yeah. it. I believe it. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, again, I, hopefully all this changes. It's, uh, I feel like we've uh, turned into MSNBC here, but uh, no, I think it's good. It's uh, very well rounded. So, <laughs> so you're very well rounded. Oh <laughs> right, yeah. We're not screaming our opinions at each other at like yeah. max volume and all at once. So I don't think it's that. Uh, <laughs> that ain't my thing. Watch news on TV. I'm like, these people are just crazy and they're yelling. Like, I can't. I'll just go read the newspaper. I I, I think I went a good <laughs> nine or ten months where I didn't watch anything other than wrestling because I just, it, it was depressing to watch the news and see what was happening everywhere. Overload. Yeah. 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 Overload. So, yeah. You know, your phone has this little Apple News thing where it just kind of gives you the little highlights, and I'm like, that's mm-hmm. all I need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It. Just need to know what's going on in the world. Okay, cool. It's true. We're caught it's up. true. That's, that's good for me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just, just give me the basics. Yeah. Uh, no, that's that's yeah. great. Uh, Kaya, thank you so much for the time tonight. It really was fun. And uh, I feel like we could go for we could go for another five hours. I'm sure. Uh, but uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I should probably roll off, but it's being late. I do have to work tomorrow. I do have like a good witch day job, so. <laughs> <laughs> My job lets That's me wrestle, so I can't complain. Hey, there there's nothing wrong That's with awesome. that. Yeah. When right. I uh, I just I I just I got a new I just got a new job a couple of weeks ago, and during the interview, they I guess they made the not a mistake, but they Googled me, so they knew all about my wrestling <laughs> involvement, which is awful. It, it is. Most people are afraid of like these dark secrets getting found out, and I'm afraid that they're gonna like see my wrestling stuff, you know. But uh, hey, mean, the interview was like... talking about that. See, here's yeah. the thing is, like, I don't literally or figuratively show my ass on the Internet, so I don't care. It's like, right, I'm right. not 
<laughs> yeah, no, the internet. It's like I'm not right. saying nice with people on the internet. I'm That's not being like inappropriate on the internet. Like I don't care. They can look it up. But, but, but I feel I like I'm very yeah. lucky in the sense that my job is supportive of me wrestling and very flexible. And my That's fantastic. That's of awesome. me wrestling and it's very I, flexible because I feel like I meet more people that like their job's a pain in their ass and it's hard for them to wrestle or their family hates that they wrestle so they have no support system. You you need and you I need those people in your stuff. corner. You you absolutely <laughs> do. And that's great that you have that. Um so anyway, Kaya, thank you for the time tonight. It really was fun. Yeah, I'm gonna and, uh, roll off. I'm gonna let let my um dog out. She kinda gave up and went to sleep. Oh yeah, I think I yeah, yeah. I got one of them. Already asleep, so oh, thank you. You have a pun? No, I have a uh, Chihuahua Min Pin. Aww. What is? It's the cutest cute. dog. Yeah. She's cute, but uh, yeah, she yeah. but she's very nervous around people. She doesn't really even like oh. me. Mm. She tolerates me because okay. I feed her, but that's about it. So. <laughs> yeah. your, your food source. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, she likes uh, everybody, especially people that pet her. So it's Okay. And I love pugs, I do, so I just joined Pugaholics Anonymous on Facebook, so I, I've definitely uh okay, yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, but, uh, yeah. Well thank you so much for having me tonight. I'm thank you. I was able to give you Thank you, Kaya. Oh my god, great. you went above and beyond. That it was one great. of my goals. So, yeah. You're you're amazing. And I'll see but you I in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, we have, like, these, you know, we, we're on these shows, we're on these things, and, like, you know, you should promote it. You should do media for yeah. it. Yeah. You should do interviews. Right. I'm happy to do it. That's part of the deal. Like, or maybe it's just because, like, I'm, like, such a wrestling nerd that I love the Super 8 and, the, like, it's the oven and all that. So I'm like, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's do it. <laughs> well, your your passion shines but, through, so that's great. Well, that's good to hear. Well, yeah. I'm going to grab some sleep, get ready for these big matches coming up. Okay. Just take care of yourself. Right. Thank you so much. Bye. We'll talk Bye. soon. Bye-bye. And uh, that was the awesome Kaya, McKe- uh, Kaya McKenna, who uh, I did not expect that interview to last almost two hours, but that was fun. That was that a lot really of fun. And thank, thank God she did, Stro, because we would have been out of here probably 45 minutes ago if not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so what do you – so, uh, Let's see. Yeah, we went through all the callers. What What do you got going on, man? Anything good this week? Yes. Uh, as you see behind me. Uh, yes. To on this on this side rather. Uh, Thursday night, WCW Retro, 19 Eastern Standard Time. Um, on com. The topic of discussion this Thursday night will be Kevin Sullivan and the Dungeon of Doom. So if you got any cool Kevin Sullivan Dungeon of Doom stories, please call in. Should be a good time. And then Friday night. <laughs> and <away>. then <laughs> yeah. Friday night, midnight Eastern Standard Time. Uh, my horror sci-fi show, The Stro Zone, at Facebook.com/slash Show The Maestro. The feature will be Beast from Haunted Hill or Haunted Cave. Yeah, Beast from Haunted Cave. Yep. I will definitely check that out. I will definitely check that out. And you guys should all check out all the other great shows on VOC Nation Wrestling Network this week. We got 
uh, obviously the brand new WCW Retro Wrestling with Histories off this week, but it's an opportunity to check out all the other uh, great shows that are available on the network. Uh, I, I saw that uh, Briscoe and Big Ace is going to have a new one out in the next day or so. We'll be uploading that to the website and to the feed and to, the, you know, all the great platforms where you can listen to VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Uh, also, check out Bumps and Thumps. This guy, Brian Ferguson, is doing an amazing job. He did show. He did uh, two hours with Ken, to, Ken Patera. And now he's got a... Uh, who does he have? I think he had Ivan Koloff, I think he has now. Wow. So, I mean, he's getting the guests. And he's got a tremendous, tremendous uh, following. So be sure to check out Bumps and Thumps with Brian Ferguson. It usually uploads at some point on the weekend right here on VOC Nation Wrestling Network. And all the other great shows as well. So be sure to check them out. Don't forget to go to YouTube, search VOC Nation Wrestling Network, give us a subscribe there. Uh, don't forget to check out the Patreon page. Uh, if you just go to VOCNation.com and click on Premium, you'll be able to find all that stuff as well. And uh, bah, bah, bah. thank you to Kaya McKenna. Be sure to check out the ECWA Women's Super 8 Tournament, July 31st, Paulsboro, New Jersey. Tickets and information, ECWAWrestling.com. It also streams live on IWTV. I believe it's internetwrestling.tv is the website. But if you if you Google IWTV, you'll find the website for that. And uh, they've got great deals going on all the time. Packages so you can subscribe and not just check out ECWA, but all the other great independent shows that are running in the area and, and all around the country, really. So be sure to check out IWTV and ECWAWrestling.com. Uh, that's going to do it for this week, I think. Thank you to... Kathy, to Strode, to Derek, to Ray, to Matt. Uh, thank you to all the callers, each and every one of you guys. Again, thank you to Kaya McKenna for hanging with us for almost two hours. Uh, absolutely a great time. And uh, she didn't seem to get bored with me, Strode. I don't know how that is. Not at all. I'll oh, be honest. She's been right in, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Other than Kelly, I think that's the longest I've ever talked to a female. No, I'm only playing. But uh, uh, for sure. Uh, so anyway, we'll be back next week, and uh, thank you guys all for all the support and everything. I'm sure we'll talk to you real soon. Take care. Love you all. Have a great week. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.